I'm hoping as our grands grow to be adults, they will look back on our time together with a certain amount of love and gratitude. It's not like we're looking for payback, it's just that we're hoping that all the intention and wholeheartedness that we've extended to them will make a difference in their lives. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but sometimes it really does. And when it does, it reminds us all that we're playing the long game. I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And in today's episode of The Grand Life, we talk with Zach Semelonis, a 25-year-old industrial designer who often thinks back with gratitude to time spent with all four of his grandparents and the influence each of them had on his life and now his career. Hello, Zach. We're happy to welcome you to The Grand Life podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, you are a grandson plain and simple, and yet you're so much more. And that's what we want to talk to you about today. I read about you in an article your mom wrote for nextav.org. It's a great resource for older readers. And what I read was um, you are an industrial designer by trade, but you talk about how your job and your influencers, namely your grandparents, made you who you are today. So let, let me read for our audience what you say about your grandparents, and then maybe you can elaborate, okay? You write, um, my goal is to work on projects that matter, ones that have a positive impact on the individuals who use and interact with them. Our experiences shape who we are, especially as designers. I was fortunate enough to know both of my grandfathers. One was an engineer who would make my eyes light up as a kid with his stories of designing missiles for space, and the other was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at 40. On the weekends, I witnessed his decline as he would slowly have to surrender his his ability to perform everyday tasks like eating and speaking on his own. Well, with that in mind, Zach, tell us about your job and how you decided to do what you do. Yeah, so I've always um, been a tinkerer and someone who's liked to take things apart, put them back together. Um, with my one grandfather being an engineer, that was oftentimes encouraged when I would go over there. So I always knew I wanted to do some sort of engineering. It wasn't until high school that I came across industrial design. Um, I had a teacher who was an industrial designer who then became um, a teacher. And he kind of showed me this new path forward. And it was this, when I was introduced to it, it was this awesome blend of art and engineering. And he said he thought he could see me as a designer and I, you know, once I kind of started doing research on it, I was like, this is 100% what I want to do. Yeah. So you took the ideas of industrial design and then that you ended up designing things that maybe your grandparents or your grandfather with Parkinson's could use, that kind of thing. Is that what you're, what happened? Yeah. So I, industrial design is this cool intersection between art and engineering, but it also has a really large focus on human factors and the end user. Mm -hmm. um, so oftentimes in school, I was able to lean back on the experiences I had with my grandparents, both healthy and um, unhealthy, and you know use that as inspiration for projects. Okay, let's talk about your earliest memories of your grandparents, maybe visits to their homes or when they came to visit you. They lived very close um, when I was little, 20 minutes away. And then when I got 
uh, into fifth grade, we moved uh, even closer. So we were only 10 minutes away. So oh, nice. all the times we would, you know, go over their house, visit, sleep over. Um, we had very close and intimate relationship with them, um, my brother and I. Um, so it was, a, you know, very thankful to have that. I was lucky enough to know all four of my grandparents. Um, you know, that comes with positives and negatives. Unfortunately, I've had to watch the decline of three of them. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, been difficult. Um, but I think, you know, it adds to, to the experience and, you know, getting to know them. Yeah. So you lived close to them and it sounds like you saw them pretty often. But what did they do that endeared you to them and make you feel close to them. And I'm asking you this question because a lot of grandparents who listen want to know, oh, what can I do to make sure that my grandchildren feel, you know, feel safe with me, feel close to me? What did what did your grandparents do? Yeah, I think they had, you know, their own interests, um, you know, as individuals, um, but they were all very good listeners. And I think they listened to me and my brother and my cousins and they treated us like people and i know that's kind of sounds funny to say but yeah. i think they would listen to us and hear what we had to say and um not dismiss us as children but you know what we were saying carried weight and a different perspective and i always felt like when i was little that i was heard i think that was you know very important and looking back on a lot of the memories that i have with them you know i felt like I was an active contributor to, you know, the conversations you could have, the questions they would ask, things like that. So what I'm hearing you say is that they were curious about you. Yes. Hmm. That's great. You know, it's easy to think, you know, some grandparents just sit and watch their grandkids or whatever, but they, they don't seem to think that maybe their grandchildren have something to contribute. But sounds like they always felt like you did. Zach, do you feel like they were steering you? I know some, um, some grandparents feel like they have an obligation to do that. I think that I never felt for me, I, I understand that too, especially even with parents. I think sometimes you feel like there's you know a need to impart something on your, on your children. And I think for me, I was lucky enough that they were there to guide me when I needed it, but I never felt like I was, something was being forced upon me. Um, and I think even when I have conversations with friends about, you know, family members, that's mm -hmm. something I was very thankful for. Even with, you know, my parents, I never felt like they were saying, you have to do this. It was more of, oh, you'd like to do this. Maybe you should go and try this. Or, you know, my grandfather had experience in engineering and, and design. It was more of a, oh, well, have you thought about it this way? Yeah. Yeah. So what specific ways did you spend time with them as individuals? Like, break it down a little bit for us. What, what did you do with them? On my dad's side, uh, I was the oldest grandchild. Um, and unfortunately, by the time, you know, I was you know, able to kind of remember things, my grandfather had already digressed in his journey with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my time spending with them was watching my grandmother be a caretaker. Um, and I think that really opened my eyes up to, you know, the different forms that love can take and how, you know, that presents itself in a relationship. Um, and then time with my grandfather was, uh, you know, I helped uh, with speech therapy and um, he had a feeding tube later in life. 
you know, that was also kind of interesting because I liked engineering and the way things worked. So, you know, there was also a lot of machines and, and things happening uh, at the home. So it was kind of an interesting to, to, thing to wrestle with where, you know, there's all these cool things that are helping keep him going. But at the mm -hmm. same time, um, you know, it's, it was kind of sad to watch. And I think, again, that's kind of something that was able to inform my work later in school. Mm -hmm. um, and then on my other side, um, I was the middle cousin. Um, so I think, you know, I wasn't the oldest one, so there was a little less sort of pressure to like, I was like the first one to kind of go through the motions. Um, <laughs> and I had a real connection with my grandfather there because he was an engineer. Um, and we were able to, you know, we did like robotics kits. And I think in the article that you referenced earlier on, um, I did a, a uh, and aeronautics, yeah, camp yeah, or something. Camp the yeah. one year, yeah. Um, and you know, he was very encouraging with that, and that was, you know, introducing the, uh, the ideas behind flight and how that all worked. And I remember there was a time we went to the park and we flew a remote control airplane and just things like that. You know, building Legos, um, and then just little things like I always remember, you know, Jeopardy and Wheel of uh, Fortune were on TV. <laughs> Um, and even now, like, you know, when we, when I watch it, eat dinner, it's like something to have on and, you know, constant little memories of them. That's awesome. You know, as I'm listening to you talk, it, it really proves to me that like, let's say your grandparents with dealing with Parkinson's, dealing with disease, feeling like their world was getting smaller and smaller. It, it seems like in that miniaturization of their lives, you were expanding, which is so amazing. And I also noticed as you were talking about this, that you were observing all these things. So you, them being curious about you, and then you taking that curiosity beyond and looking at what they were dealing with. Um, it's almost like a family trait. It's almost like it's in the DNA that yeah. you would be a curious person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they didn't conceal this from you. They didn't they didn't try to set up a barrier so you couldn't see what they were dealing with. And I think that's important too. Yeah, the transparency. Yeah, I think it's you know, it's really interesting, you know, especially I'm I'm twenty five, turning twenty six in November and I'm at this age where I'm starting to realize that the people who are older than in, in my life are, you know, didn't have some guide. They kind of just were stumbling through it. Yeah. And um, you know, when we're little, we, we hold our elders to this high regard. And then as we get older, we realize that they were kind of just, you know, figuring it out along the way. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, you know, looking back, it was cool seeing, and you know, my, my one grandmother is still alive now and how she's kind of reinvented herself, you know, after the passing of my grandfather mm -hmm. and, you know, have, 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 how she's moved on from that. And, um, yeah, it's just really cool to see. Yeah, it's kind of amazing to watch. And, you know, sometimes I think we, we actually had a podcast that was entitled Do Grandparents Matter? Because I think sometimes grandparents think, oh, we don't really matter. We're kind of throwaway people at this point. And when I hear you talking, I'm like, oh, this is this excites me because we do matter and we can matter. Um, I'm curious, did your grandparents on both sides, did they share much with you about their lives and their past? And it sounds like they definitely shared with you their present. But what about their past, like how they met and where they went to college or when they what they did in their school days? You know, that kind of thing. Did they do that? Yeah, I think through on my dad's side, I heard a lot of that through my grandmother because my grandfather was had struggled to talk. Mm. Um, but even, you know, when we would 
all sit down together and talk, you know, he would chime in when he could. Um, and, you know, it was really cool hearing, you know, how they, how they met, they were, they met, they lived in the same town. Um, and kind of just like, as they grew older, you know, the jobs that they worked and, you know, for them, my grandmother stopped working you know, relatively young so she could start to take care of my grandfather. Um, and then on the other side, yeah, it was, they primarily my grandfather talked um about you know him his growing up he went to night school um and kind of like that work ethic and i think a lot of when i think back um him talking about his work ethic in college and and and, and experiences like that i often kind of think about that when i was going through school mm-hmm. um and then my grandmother um on my mom's side would talk about her family um grew up in in philadelphia and she was really close to her brother um and we would often see him um for family gap during family gatherings and around the holidays so we were you know pretty close family and as when they passed away you definitely felt them missing at the at the family holidays and um you know the stories became more reflective i guess as as everyone was able to kind of fit around a a single table yeah so it sounds like you felt like you knew them well. Yeah. Or still know them well. It, do you, you probably still have questions you want to ask them, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the hard things about growing up um, when, once they're gone is, you know, I'm much more of a developed person now. And I think I would, you know, be able to have hold conversations much better than I was when I was little. And mm-hmm. I think back to, you know, especially my one grandfather, how he would ask, you know, me questions about like what I was thinking or how something worked. And, you know, I answered best I could but I think back now I'm like oh you know you know the conversations you'd be able to have or sometimes I was think I was even nervous or maybe not afraid it's not the right word but to have those conversations with him because I think maybe I wasn't going to respond right and it was wasn't anything wasn't anything about how he was asking the question I think it was more of a confidence thing for me and mm-hmm. you know, now again since I've I've grown I've just grown as a person I feel like those conversations would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is fascinating. I think I feel like that way too about, you know, when you lose your grandparents, you're like, man, I wish I had asked them. And I think that's probably true of your own parents because a lot of people don't even know their own parents' story, let alone their grandparents. So that's kind of an important takeaway, I think, that we do that. Right. I, I, uh, we have talked in other episodes about the fact that we have tried to record video or audio with, uh, with, with elders, parents and grandparents of our own. Um, and there are, there are better ways to do it and there are not so effective ways to do it. It's not something that you, that you just, um, sort of automatically do well. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that you're talking about here is kind of an underscoring or maybe a prompting that, um, if you have the opportunity to record history with uh, parents, older parents or grandparents. Uh, don't let it pass and do the homework so that you can do it well. Yeah. I, I noticed on your website you had some pictures, like a little homage of uh, your grandparent, your grandfathers especially, and that, that was lovely. And, you know, we will share your website so that people can look at that and read your story. It doesn't sound like you're an only grandchild. It sounds like you at least have some cousins and whatever. So do you think on either side of the family that the grands had similar relationships with their grandparents or was it very different than it is with you? 
I think it was similar in the fact that they had, you know, strong relations with them, just different types of relationships. So I mm. think we were able to connect about different things. And I think part of that is attributed to my grandparents, you know, being interested in a wide variety of things, or if they weren't initially in, interested in something, you know, going out of their way to learn about said topic. Um, like I, you know, naturally really connected with my grandfather about taking things apart, but I know my one cousin who's older than me, she had a really strong connection with my grandfather and they were able to connect over other things. And, you know, that was very apparent when she gave a eulogy at his funeral. And, you know, it was interesting to hear her connections because, you know, for a lot of her life when she was growing up, I was really young and I wasn't able to really observe that. And mm-hmm. they lived a little bit farther away. So I think the times that they had together were were different, um, but still very much close. Um, and then the same thing on the other side. You talked about two sets of grandparents with very different stories uh, in terms of their physical condition and the ways that you related to them. Did you have a sense that you were changing dance steps or that you were code switching or that you were adapting as you'd spend time with one set versus the other? Um, I don't I don't think so. I think it always just, you know, felt like I was going to visit family and, um, you know, maybe I was kind of subconsciously. Um, I always knew, you know, when I would go over my pop-ups with Parkinson's that it was going to be a little bit more of a difficult time or that they were going to, that maybe was going to be helping out more. Um, and that the conversations be, would be a little bit different, but I don't think I was ever, you know, super conscious about, you know, I had to act one way versus another way. And it still felt very natural. And I think maybe part of that was because it had happened. That was kind of all I ever knew. There was never really a switch, you know, dealing with the, with the Parkinson's. Now, I'm going to assume that your mom and dad were continued to be married the whole time you were growing up. Is that right? Um, They got divorced when I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade. So how did that work in terms of um, them um, facilitating your getting together with both sides? Because that's not an uncommon scenario. Yeah, I I was I have to say I'm very fortunate that even though my parents got divorced, they still talked and they still interacted. And all of that was, you know, for me and my brother. And I think because of that, I was able to maintain strong relationships post-divorce. And, um, you know, as we got older, um, it never really felt like anything changed. I think if anything, after the divorce, we we became closer Mm. with our grandparents because, you know, both parents kind of leaned on their parents, um, you know, just emotionally. And Wow, that's that is amazing. You are one lucky guy. It sounds like yeah. to have had this kind of family on both sides, healthy families who work through conflict and do the stuff they need to do, do the work <laughs> so that children have wonderful relationships and then also with their grandparents have wonderful relationships. That is I think fairly uncommon, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you know, we meet people who who bear the marks of having their grandparents sort of poured into them at different times. Mm-hmm. Um and it's always remarkable to see that that the fruit really does get born, you know, that people who have had close relationships with grandparents, they really do bear a different kind of fruit, I think.
this is the thing that I think is encouraging to our grandparent listeners. You know, it doesn't always have to be perfect. It doesn't always have to be exactly yeah. like it looks like on TV or whatever. But well, it, it can even be hard. Yeah, and it can be hard, like with your grandfather with Parkinson's. Um, but it also can be wonderful. And I think I really do think part of the key. I love the idea of being curious, and I love the idea of evolving. Those are two huge portions of being a fully fully fledged person i think being curious yeah. and then be and being willing to evolve or flexible as we like to think about it so thank you for telling us your story we really appreciate it and i'm sure that our listeners will just love having heard about this i will we will make sure that um your your website is posted on our show notes and also maybe we'll put that article that your mom wrote which is kind of a nice insight into your grandparents and you thank you so much zach no problem it was Thanks so for great having me. yeah it was great to talk with you yeah this was awesome Wouldn't we all be so proud to have a grandchild like Zach? Oh, yeah. It was great. It's not, you know, just that he has a warm heart. I, I see two big things. One, he's really grateful both for the amount of time that his grandparents spent with him and the things that they undertook with him, you know. And second, he understands that he is who he is because of them. Yeah, that legacy. I think that's part of what we were talking about in terms of his appreciating or having grandchildren who appreciate the influence that their grandparents have on them. You know, I know it doesn't always work out that way, but there do seem to be some things that his grandparents did that we might be able to learn from. Yeah, I picked up on the fact that there's curiosity, especially their curiosity in him, but you know, it did go both ways. Yeah. Also, they talked to him as an equal. Yeah, I mean, they didn't talk down to him, even when he was younger. He spent time with them in proximity so that they lived life together. Right. And they didn't let the divorce destroy the relationship. You know, none of those involved let that happen. And that was an effort where all three generations had a part to play in that. Yeah, that's a huge part of it, I think. You know, it's great to hear these stories. They serve as an encouragement to all of us who are pouring ourselves into our grandchildren and hoping that we will contribute to their happiness as adults. I mean, that's that's the whole thing, right? It helps make us feel good about what we're doing. Well, it shows us that there's an end. There's there's means, which sometimes are difficult, but there's an end. Yeah, and I, I think it's clear that everything doesn't have to be perfect. You know, I mean, families have their troubles, but it's always helpful to be a safety net for our grands if that's at all possible. Like that's part of our part of the part we play in being grandparents. You know, just a reminder: if you have any thoughts about this that you'd like to share with us. You could rate or review the podcast and include that in your comments of the review. We, we would love if you would give us a five-star rating. You could do both. You could give us a five-star and you could leave a glowing review. We love that too. Either or both. It'd be great. <laughs> yep. In the meantime, I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And thanks for joining us in Living the Grand Life. Next time on The Grand Life... I feel like we have all this housekeeping to do because we haven't really talked to you um, for a long time. That's next time on The Grand Life.